0: hope hotline I am so glad you're with me today it is uh, Easter week today is Good Friday and uh, hopefully you got the day off I know that they have taken so many holidays away from us Christian holidays but hopefully today you have off super important day uh, day to last Sunday Palm Sunday very important Sunday and then, of course, we have Easter. Hopefully, you are, will be in church, and you will be bringing friends and family with you. I don't care. Well, I would say I don't care what church, but I do care what church you, you will be doing that because don't go to no woke church, people. The woke don't get you saved. They just keep you in a lulled, uh, what's that a correct word, uh, like a lackadaisical relationship with God. Should be sharper than a two-edged sword. Relationship with God, a fierce roar like a lion. Relationship with God. Close. With uh, with God, but here's the thing. Last year, uh, Tracy and I, for Palm Sunday and for Easter Sunday, we did two videos um, that go in great detail about what Palm Sunday. Means and uh, what Easter it's not just what it means, it's like uh, um, the important details of it. What were you going to say? The story, the story behind it. So, uh, if you haven't watched those, we had I mean, people loved it. They actually wanted us to put them on YouTube, but YouTube pu- pulls you down over nothing. So, um, I give Perry Stone credit for it. And who was my other guy that I used? no the chosen we used a uh, video from that but well, who's my other guy that i used a lot of my information from no perry stone was one and uh there's another guy you'll see it because we give him credit because a lot of the information that i got was obviously from the bible but then the their explanation of certain things like you like i, I say this all the time you think you know, but you don't know. You know, you only know what you know, but there's so much more to it. And uh, it will um, totally open your eyes to what Palm Sunday truly means as far as for that time, but also for the, for the uh, future, revelation, uh, for things to come. Palm Sunday is very revelatory about Christ's return. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that and they don't know it. And then Easter Easter's so important. Um, so uh, so those things uh, th- those two videos are really really good. and then we have a music video. Correct? It's a music video? He is worthy. So that is that separate or is that, it's at the very end. Is it that it's the very end of the Easter one? Oh, you didn't make it behind by, by itself. Oh, that's so awesome! That's what I asked for. She's saying that's what you wanted. Do you want? Oh, I love that. Oh, so good, girl. She aims to please people. Tracy aims to please. Um, somehow my desk is wet, and I keep sticking my arm. Jar in the room, just for everybody's knowledge. Jer is in the room and they're looking at each other lovingly but also laughing at me like whatever so so here's the thing this podcast today is dedicated to questions about easter we're going to answer questions is this time frame correct that i'm looking at right now okay um so these questions some of them are fun some of them are more detailed Listen, people, just open it up, Jer. I don't care. Just open that Twix up. I'm I'm going to, uh-huh, he's busted. Jer's over, because you can pretty much hear everything. If you just heard that, that's him just busting it open. Jer's over there like this with the Twix bar. He's tried to act like he's eating kind of a little bit healthy over there because he's eating all natural fig bars and stuff. You should have just gone for the Twix a long time ago, dude. (laughs) Who cares? I mean... We all care right now we're you know he lost a lot of weight so he's trying to stay with the weight that he lost from um, the fasting that we did at the beginning of the year which you have you've kept you've kept it off I mean you've done really good but next level. what is that next level. next level baby next level that'll be at the beginning of next year <laughs> 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 when you do another 21 day <laughs> I don't foresee another 21 day in Jer's future. I might be wrong. If In case you guys don't know who I'm talking about, I don't know what podcast it was, but Jar helped me close out, which we might have him do today. I don't know. But um, you never know when Jer will make his next appearance. I think Jar is my first guest on the show. Yes, he was my first. He gave the uh, testimony about giving for his business. How's that going over there? You're killing it, aren't you? Yeah, he goes, mm mm-hmm. That's a confident man. Mm-hmm. Not like yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know what? It's like Tom tells Tommy, like when you're in the ring, don't act like a football player that goes into the end zone and like dances and acts acts like celebrates and stuff like that. Because when you do, you act like it's the first time and maybe the last time you'll ever enter into the end zone. Tom tells him, listen. Act like it ain't your first time, nor your last time. It's just, this, is, this is just how you live. So when you go in there, don't showboat. Just act like this is, this is a lifestyle for me. That's how Jared just answered that question. Instead of like, heck yeah, we're killing it. Now he was like, mm-hmm, because he just knows it's next level, next level, next level. That's the way it goes. So, now that I've wasted, I don't know how many minutes, seven minutes on what well, i didn't waste cuz it's so important listen go to blackrobe tv it's blackrobe com. what is it Dot .com blackrobe she'll have a little thing but seriously in all seriousness go and watch those uh two videos there i cannot tell you how many people um came up to us last year and they were like can is there a way that i can get a copy of this we did something similar for christmas i wish we could do that for christmas i don't know how we could but Um, we didn't do it this year for Christmas. We did it the uh, the prior year for Christmas, but can't tell you how many people just were like, I had no idea that that meant what that meant because the the Bible's full of symbolism, but it's just so interesting and such good stuff. Like not boring at all, but good stuff. So take some time, slow down a little bit, go to blackrobetv.com. And it's under Foundation Church, correct? So you're going to go to the Foundation Church um, because there's different ones. You'll see my podcast. Yeah, channels. Thank you. I don't know the right terminology. That's why we have her, uh, Tracy and um, Aaron, because they keep us straight. But go to the Foundation Church channel. It'll be one of the last ones, correct? I'll be one of the first ones, one of the top ones. Check it out, seriously, and then let us know what you thought and if you liked it. So if you didn't like it, we don't wanna know about it. It goes back to what I've said in the past. If I sent you into a spiral depression, I don't wanna know about it. Just keep that to yourself. If you're in a padded room right now and you're able to listen to me in hopes that I still might bring you hope, but I'm the one that put you in the padded room, stop listening to me, first of all. You should've learned that lesson like a long time ago. But then on top of that, I might not be the, the right one for you. You're in the padded room for a reason. So let it go. Let's go to Easter. So first question. Is Easter a Christian or pagan holiday? Easter is definitely a pagan holiday. It started out with the Anglo-Saxon goddess called Easter. It's E-O-S-T-R-E. She was the goddess of, hold on, I'm going to look this up to make sure I got it right, spring infertility. So they celebrated her. Now here's the thing. Obviously we don't do that. We don't celebrate her. But it's very close to the word Easter. And I think it is in French where we get resurrection, I think it was, something along those lines that actually take you to, no, 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 no. There's a word that when we celebrate, it's a word, I think it's Easter. I don't know. The French use it for purification or something like that. I can't remember what it was. But it actually goes to Easter. So, Um, which is the Easter and all this other stuff. They link each other and somehow it ends up being Easter, Jesus, resurrection. So. Um, I know a lot of people, like Christmas, Christmas, again, is a pagan holiday. Some people celebrate no holidays at all. They let their yes be yes and their no no be no, so they don't celebrate any holidays at all whatsoever, from Easter to Christmas to uh, Hol- uh, Halloween, and they don't even celebrate, some of them don't even celebrate birthdays, um, because they're, uh, you know, it's either their religion or... Um, They feel like all three of those holidays are pagan so they celebrate nothing and I again I always say work out your own salvation Um, we celebrate Easter not because of this goddess of spring and uh, spring and fertility we celebrate the resurrected King of King and Lord of Lords who is a number one and um, he provided eternal life for us and through the redemption of our sins that he that he purchased on the cross so that is the reason why we do easter and um, some people would argue with you about that you shouldn't do any of them i argue the fact of what is the reason why you're celebrating that holiday i we don't like no one in this room is celebrating the pagan holiday of easter we're celebrating easter and uh and jesus dying on the cross on on friday Good Friday, and being raised from the dead on Sunday. So that is that. Now, some people don't even believe, seriously, they don't even believe that Easter is pagan. I mean, you got to do some research, but it truth, truthfully is. So next question, this is Brenley's question. Brenley and I were driving down the road, which we do sometimes. She's in the back seat, and she said, Where did the Easter bunny start? Where did, how did we come up with the Easter Bunny? So I can't find out how we came up with the Easter Bunny, I will be honest with you. But I found out what country it started in. And it actually started in Germany. Yeah, the Easter Bunny. The tradition of the Easter Bunny started in Germany. Pretty cute. Again, some people have issues with doing the bunnies, the chicks. They only think you should do the cross. I get that. I mean... I do get that, and if again, that's your prerogative. Um, But for kids, they they celebrate Jesus, and all the while they have fun with the eggs and the bunny. So I don't think it detracts from Jesus at all. If you just set what priority one is, it's like in your marriage, you know. As long as you set God first, spouse second, kids third, kids know they they know set the priorities. And you know, or the different levels, and that's how they'll follow. Um, Another fun question is the first Easter eggs were dyed what color? What color do you think they were dyed, Tracy? The very first eggs? Red, blue, yellow. Wait a minute. I just, what first color? Yeah, what color do you think it was? Uh, Blue. No, you're wrong. Trend, no. Jer? No, Okay, Tracy said blue. Trent said yellow. Jer? I just said blue. Oh, my gosh. Okay, if Jer had hair, he'd be such a blonde. Holy crap. He just said, I said, I said, I said, what color was. So Tracy says blue, his wife. Just tells you how much he listens to her. Okay? He does not listen to you at all. Tally says yellow. And then I go to Jared, what color? He goes, blue. We are one. You're one. No, you don't listen. Why would you answer the same question? I just said no. Yeah, again, you don't listen to your wife. Or, you. or me. <laughs> well, I already knew that about, he said, or you. Well, I already knew that. Like, that's not even a shocker. What color? Jared, one more time, you little blondie. Pink, Jared. Out of all the times you could have been right, out of all the times you could have been right, this is an easy no brainer for you. I, I pick you red. choose pink. Again, he doesn't listen to me. Oh my God, the first Easter eggs were dyed what color? Red. Blue. Thank you. <laughs> it's, I, I, even after I say to him, out of all the things, you got that right. Got okay. Oh He's now just messing with me. Now nah, you're messing with me. It's red. Which is Jer's favorite color. And let me just tell you, if you see Jer, first of all, the color of their company is red. If you see his shoes, a lot of times, well, not anymore, but there for a while, every shoe he bought, like, how many pairs of those red shoes? He has 20. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) What? Okay, he had 20 pairs of the same shoe. That were red. Of course, she's gonna make you get rid of them. them them So So they had to be new-looking at all times. Jer, seriously, dude, that's ridiculous. (laughs) So the first Easter egg, the eggs were colored red. Hasn't? Here's another one. And listen, guys, Heather. I mean, uh, Heather. You know who I've been? My brain. Okay, Tracy. You're going to have to put a pickup of this. But, okay, how many of you guys know what hot cross buns are? Okay, hot cross buns. I played that on the little thing. Hot cross buns, hot cross buns. One a penny, two a penny. Hot cross buns, right? On the recorder? Or is that an an accordion? Accordion's this, right? So, uh, on the recorder? You don't know. So what is the the tradition behind the hot cross bun i had no idea about this oh my gosh this is so good so this is a question that i found because i wanted to have some questions that i actually was interested in personally i never ask it i never get to ask myself questions so i decided i was going to ask myself some questions so this is crazy the tradition behind the hot cross bun is it represents the cross yeah when jesus christ died the hot cross bun so next time you eat a hot cross bun which i don't think i've ever eaten one i've only played it on the accordion not accordion the recorder <laughs> an accordion is one of those things that you play like you play and the thing moves and you move your fingers like it's like a piano keys and this part moves i think that's what it is talia is laughing so hard right now i think that's what it is but a hot cross bun you look it up it's so cool well you're not gonna have to look it up because tracy's gonna take care of that for you but next time you eat a hot cross bun just know it represents the cross uh, and when jesus christ died i love that that is so cool next question is you might want to if he comes in here oh he just waved okay cool um so next question, I know Peter denied Christ and was forgiven. It says, I've walked away, or I don't know if it's he. I've walked away from Jesus too, because, but have difficulty forgiving myself. So I guess this person denied him and, or, and lived on their own. How do I do that? So I know Peter denied Christ and was forgiven. I've walked away from Jesus too, but have difficulty forgiving myself. How do I do that? okay the, a lot of things that people don't realize and they miss this and it's it, I mean this is in it in like the story of this is in different places so but the one that's most profound for me is uh, the one found in Luke so Luke uh, Luke says and Luke was the best as far as if you look at the four Gospels Luke gives the most description of out of all four gospels, um, and and a lot of people believe that was because he was a doctor, and doctors are very detailed, right? Um, and and provide a lot of descriptions. Um, and plus, if you're a doctor, you're brilliant. Like you, you're like you would never want me to be a doctor. I might kill you. Just assume. Look at you, because who? It would not be good if I was somebody's doctor. But. Uh, What's great uh, about him is he gave such detail. And in this story, or in this, his version of what happened was, Peter didn't just deny uh, Christ, he denied him to his face. Jesus actually saw Peter deny him, which is, if you think about that, how profound in being Peter, how profound it would be to know that the the man or someone you love so dearly saw you you said i will never deny you and on the third time you deny him he sees you you look at each other face to face and you know that he knows and then the roaster, rooster crows right let's look at luke 22 54 through 62. it says having arrested him meaning jesus they led him and brought him into the high priest's house but Peter followed at a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. In the courtyard was where they were having, Jesus was actually in the courtyard. That's where he was being um, his first, you know, they, they, that's where they beat him, but also that's where he was also being judged um, for the very first time to a certain extent, not fully. But that's where the whole beginning process, I've actually been to where they believe this happened and in this courtyard. Um, No one knows for sure, but very interesting. So Peter is in in a place that very few are allowed to go. Um, And a certain servant girl seeing him as he sat by the fire looked intently at him and said, this man was also with him. But he denied him saying, woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, saw him, and um, after a little while, another saw him and said, "You also are them of them," meaning the disciples, a follower of Jesus. But Peter said, "Man, I am not." And here's the thing: after this time, the first time when he said, "Woman, I do not know him," it was just a period. The second time, Peter says, "Man, I am not," there's an exclamation point, meaning he's indignant. And and part of this is because he was fearful for his life because he had the he had the potential of being arrested. And then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed saying, surely this fellow also was with him for he is a Galilean. Now this state this statement that Peter says again ends with an exclamation point. It says, "Man, I do not know what you are saying." And then there's an exclamation point. And it says Immediately, immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, "Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times." So Peter went out and wept bitterly. I think a lot of us can relate to this question because, for me, because I walked away from the Lord, um, and it's not that I denied him, but basically, when you've walked with him and had somewhat of a relationship with him, whether it was one that was strong or, um, but you know that you got saved, right? So one that um, you you just like, for me, I just said, I think I'm going to give it a break for a little while. I think I'm going to give this Christian thing or uh, this Jesus thing. I can't remember exact words, but I literally remember saying, I think I'm going to give this, I think I said Christian thing, a a break for a little bit um, and see what, See what's out there. See what the, you know, basically what the world has to offer. But I said, see what's out there. And my friend said, don't do it. Because she was smarter. She had already lived the wildlife. She had walked away from God at a younger age than me, even though we were the same age. She said, don't do it. And I was like, and I remember exactly where we were driving. I remember the exact spot we were driving when I said this. Because I had made a definitive choice. And so, I just, I know that there are lots of people who feel exactly like I did, that they knew that what they were, they knew they were walking away or slow, uh, a slow progression of sin in their lives until they were firmly walked away. And then you realize, okay, this stinks. There's nothing good. I should have listened to my friend because she knew far better than me. Or you may not have had a friend who did that, but you may be like, yeah, life was way better when I, when I was saved. And, it, and it's, even if you are a nominal or a uh, new Christian, it's still far better than somebody who's living in sin because God is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good, right? So you've tasted him. You know he's far better and superior than what the world offers, even when your walk is, is pretty immature or not the greatest. Um, not that it's not the greatest. It's just you're, you're, you're fresh in your, your, your walk or you, were, um, you had one, but you still kind of were not sure what that being a, a strong believer looked like. Um, so if you're like me, then you sit there and go, okay, uh, this is not, this is not the life that I want. I need to repent. I need to get this right. I need to, um, get my life straight. I need to get forgiven and, um, and just move on from there. But here's the thing. How do you move on from there? See, for Peter, uh, Peter was like you would sit there and go, how could Peter, like he saw Jesus see him, s- deny him? How could he have confidence in renewing that relationship, or or even thinking that Jesus wanted one with him again? Because there were, before I got my life right with God, I sat there and go, would say, how can I go back, like. You, you have this um, sense of shame and like, who would want me? Who, how could he want me back? Because of the sins that I did, but I rejected him. Um, so if, if, if Peter could be restored and if Peter sat there and said, I don't care, I'm, I, I don't care that I denied him three times and um, to his face. I want a relationship with him. Then we ourselves can confidently go before the Lord and do the same exact thing. Now, how do you move on? How do you get past all of that? How do you forgive yourself? Because here's the thing. Um, if if Peter can do it, we can do it. Peter forgave himself, and we need to forgive ourselves. But we're going to look in Scripture, because this is this is so beautiful, and I have looked at this for myself and said, if 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 Jesus did that for Peter, then that's how he looks at me. And it doesn't really matter because God has a big purpose and plan for me. It doesn't matter uh, that I rejected him. What matters is I came back, and now I'm on fire for him, and I'll do anything and everything that he tells me to do. And if I miss it, he still knows my heart, and he knows that I was trying. Okay? So it says uh, in John twenty-one fifteen through 19, it the, the title of this particular part of the chapter is called Jesus restores Peter. And so when they and, and what happens is is when Jesus restores him if you remember Jesus came to his disciples after he died on the cross and he was resurrected he went to his uh, disciples three times. And this would be one of the three times that he shows himself to them. So they're out fishing they've been out fishing all night peter says i'm going to go out fishing the others say i'm going to go with you they fish all night they they get nothing right they see a man out on the beach and he said the man says to them who is jesus have you caught anything and 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 they say no we haven't caught anything and jesus what does he do he says tell them to throw the net on the other side of the boat they catch so much it was like 153, they counted the fish. It was like 152 or 153 fish, but it still didn't break the net. So they know it's Jesus, even though it, 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 they knew it was him just instinctively by the things, and the, his behaviors and stuff like that. But if you remember, he had a glorified body. So at times they didn't even recognize him. So once they catch all the fish, Peter John says to Peter in the boat that's the Lord. Peter jumps into the jumps out of the boat, leaves his friends to row the boat back onto shore. He is so excited. How many this is how I felt when I got my life right back with God. It's like the prodigal son. The son is walking up to the house and the father is running to meet him. That's exactly how I felt uh, when I got my life right back with God. I was running to God or Jesus and Jesus was running to me. It was that like overwhelming and how beautiful and how restored and how happy I actually was. I mean, have you ever like um, had a loved one come into town and you go to the airport and as soon as you see each other, you start running towards one another because you're so excited to see each other. You can't wait to wrap your arms around each other. That's how I felt. That's how Peter felt. Okay, he could not wait to get to Jesus as fast as he possibly could because he loved him so much. And it says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, now notice he does this three times. How many times did um, Peter deny him? Three times. And Jesus knew what he was going to say. He says, "Uh, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these and he said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said to him again, feed my lambs. And he said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, I, you know that I love you. And he said, tend my sheep. Jesus is giving him an assignment, okay? He's forgiven, he's redeemed, and now he's getting an assignment. That's us. When we give our lives to the Lord, we're forgiven of the sin and then God has a purpose and plan for our lives for us, for him. He has an assignment for us. He has a calling for us. It's what we do with that calling. And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. Oh, he said to a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter ha- was grieved because he said to him a third time, you, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most surely, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish, meaning the Lord. We are in a time where we have great assignments because, because the, Lord, the, the time of tarrying is, is short. The Lord is coming back, and he has a purpose and a plan for each of us. And He will gird us up and he will, he will take care of us through the assignment that He has provided for us. And some of the, our assignments are going to be tough. Um, and we're going to look like we're crazy people. But He is worthy. And He said, Another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This He spoke, signifying by what death He would glorify God. And when He had spoken this, He said to him, Follow me. And that's what the Lord tells each and every single one of us. If we've walked away from Him, Or even if we've never had a relationship with him. He wants us to follow him. And then through that, he forgives us. He restores us. Every single one of us. He forgives us. He restores us. And then uh, that's when we repent. And then he gives us an assignment that he has for us to do. But here's the thing. Our past failures, our past sin can't hold us back. Because he doesn't remember him. Psalm 103.12 says, They are as far as the east is from the west. That's how how much our sin is 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 to to God or to Jesus. Okay, so it is as far as the east is to the west. It's not remembered. It's not even a blip on the screen. Every time you bring your sin up to to the Lord or you think about it, he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't remember that, or it's it's not even a thought in his in his process so it's more or less like why do you keep reminding me of something I don't even remember is let it go so you have to forgive yourself and just remember just like Peter had a calling you have a calling but every time you let your past hold you back that means your future is being held back as well so you cannot look to the past because the past will hold back your future. You, you will be worth nothing. He can't do anything with you as long as you're unwilling to allow yourself to be moved forward. Forgive yourself. He doesn't remember it. You shouldn't remember it. Just be about his mission and calling that he has for you. Because truly that's all that matters. Let's look at this one. This is a fun question. Next question is in Switzerland, when, what animal delivers Easter eggs to children? Does anybody know in this room? In Switzerland, what animal delivers Easter eggs to children? Oh. A what? Swan. A swan? Reindeer. No. no it was something a reindeer. what? Reindeer. Reindeer. A reindeer? Okay, Jer's never being asked a question ever again. Jer? What does that have to do? <laughs> it's cold there. Don't climb the oh my but why would a reindeer? They live in the snow. It would be a little confusing then for Christmas and Easter. <laughs> uh, Tracy, I'm beginning to wonder why you married this man. How cute. Mm, he is cute, <laughs> but. A Panda? You all stink in this room. It's the Easter cuckoo bird. The Easter cuckoo bird delivers Easter eggs to children. Now this one I have because you'll see why. Where did the world's largest Easter egg hunt take place? Jer, since you have the most ridiculous answers, let's go with you. Yeah. In the world. Where, where did the world's lar- st- largest Easter egg hunt take place? Australia. You're wrong. Talia. I said Texas. You're wrong, Texas. I mean, you're wrong, Talia, with Texas. I would probably say, Cypress this Florida, there's probably about 500,000 adults. She Googled it. She looked it up, <laughs> that's true. Tracy cheated and Googled it. I'm sitting there going... Tracy's ridiculous. It is in. It is in Florida. It's in Cypress, Cypress Fl- Gardens. Cypress Gardens. Which have you ever been to Cypress Gardens? Back in, I think it's closed now. Cool. Cypress Gardens was awesome back in the day. Five hundred thousand people showed up for it. Mm-hmm. Cypress Gardens was super pretty though. But it, But it's a whole lot of flowers. It makes sense that it was there. Yeah. Super pretty. Hmm that coffee's good well it's not that great it doesn't it's not sweet enough but it'll work what were you gonna say we could beat it have over 500,000 people on 10 acres Tracy's a cuckoo bird Tracy is a cuckoo bird she's saying we should do one here for 500,000 people we don't have enough space even if we put them out in the woods in the back 14 acres. No. No. This is another one. This is a this is a a, a Bible one. It says that Jesus' arrest in the garden of Gethsemane. It says in Mark that someone ran out of the garden naked. Who was that and why did that happen? What did you say, Talia? It was Talia. Okay, has been reincarnated. <laughs> We're gonna look at scripture. Mark 14, 43 through 52. I don't even yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll look at this. Um, and immediately, because some people don't even know the story. I mean, there's so many little things in scripture that uh, that people miss because they just read it so fast. Just to get through it. Gotta get my chapter done for the day. And immediately like the and immediately while he was speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, was a, uh, with a great multitude, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now, he, now his betrayer had given them a signal, saying, Whomever I kissed, he is the one. Seize him and plead and lead him away safely. So that's what Judas said. As soon as he had come, immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. And then they laid their hands on him and took him. And one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. A lot of people don't know this, but that was Peter. Peter's the one that struck the, you you didn't know that? Yeah. So, and one of those, meaning the disciples, who stood, stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus actually, uh, in, in another uh, gospel, actually uh, chastises Peter for doing that. And then Jesus picked up the ear and put it back on the soldier, and his ear was restored. Yep. And then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to me? I was daily with you in the temple teaching you, and, did not see, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And he's referring to uh, the scriptures of him being um, betrayed. But um, they didn't want to arrest Jesus in the temple because there would have been a major riot. Because Jesus had so many followers, so they knew they had to get him while he was away and then take him. Otherwise, it would have been it would have been a hot mess for them. It would have been a bad situation. It's um, it's kind of, it, it's, uh, kind of crazy because in the world that we live in, in the political realm, it's kind of like what they're trying to do with Trump. Even though, and and I don't, I'm not paralyzing paralying paralleling Jesus and Trump. That's not what I'm saying at all. Not even close. But it just means, what I'm trying to say is tactics don't change. People who are, are evil, they do the same things. They, they, they would have never done to Trump what they're trying to do, like when Trump, uh, one of his rallies, they would never go in and try and arrest Trump. They try and get you when you're alone, when no one can fight for you. Oh, and by the way, this is super important, even though it has nothing to do with this, but in Florida, it is now legal as far, in June, on June uh, July 31st, is that what you said? July 1st, July 1st, you can carry, uh, and you can have an unsealed, unconcealed carry without a license. So all of you that live in the state of Florida, what is it? a concealed carry without a permit. There we go, God bless you. Thank you for fixing it. So all of you guys who have a weapon that you don't, like for me, I actually took the class. I actually have their certificate. I actually never filed the certificate. All three of us in this room. We've all taken the classes, we all legally able to carry, except for we didn't file the license. So now we're all packing. I'm telling you, our church was already, oh, my gosh. Our church was already off the charts with. I, I We had some people um, this past Sunday that were new. They sat up front. And I thought to myself, if you guys, because, uh, you know, you never know why people sit up front. They were brand new. they would never been to the church. And I thought to myself, if people were watching them like crazy. Uh, I was watching them like crazy. <laughs> Other people were watching them like crazy because we have a lot of gun toters. But uh, I'm thinking to myself, oh my word, now it's going to be off the charts even more so. But listen, people, do not carry a weapon if you are not trained to carry the weapon. Just because you don't need a license, don't be stupid. Oh my gosh, Jerry's showing me his guns. They are big, but come on. So uh, go and take a class. I, have, I know a great person that will treat, teach you and train you. Like he's the best of the best. Travis Dexter. What's the name of his D2D? D2D. We'll, we'll give you the, the information. If you want to know how to carry, legally uh, you can do it without this at, on July 1st. But let's be smart. Get trained. Know how to use it. Don't be a ding-dong. So, um, so let's go back to this. And it says, uh, 48. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Have you come out as, as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I was with you daily in the temple, teaching, and you did not seize me. But the scriptures must be fulfilled. And then they all forsook him and fled. So that when that happened, that means all of the disciples, everyone that was with him, they all, they all left. So now he's all by himself, right? But one. Now a certain young man followed him, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. And the young man laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. So let's read that again, because for some reason, that's not reading correctly to me. Now a certain young man followed him, meaning Jesus, having a linen cloth thrown around his naked body. Oh, so he's naked and then the linen cloth. Now I'm getting it, because this is different than my NIV, the King James. Um, and the young man laid hold of him, and he left the linen cloth and fled from them naked. Now, here's the thing. In other verses, it says that a Roman soldier grabbed him. So, um, and then when the Roman soldier grabbed him, he fled. The, lin- the Roman soldier grabbed the linen cloth, and when he grabbed the linen cloth, the young man ran for his life which caused him to run naked. Now, who is that young man? Who is the nakey nakey? Nakey butt as what we used to say. Me and Tom with our kids, they'd run around the house after they got out of the tub. Naked as jaybirds. We call them nakey butts. Get your nakey butt over here. And then they'd laugh and they keep running. So in this gospel, somebody's a nakey butt. And um, so a lot of people believe, nobody knows for sure, But a lot of people believe, because this is the only gospel that this is talked about, that it was actually Mark himself. He actually, his name is John Mark, okay? A linen garment back then was um, like the, it was wool, and it was uh, the outer garment that was worn. Um, And then the fine linen garment uh, that was left behind, usually only people who are wealthy, they would have one of these. Um, John's mother or John's parents, um, allowed the disciples and things to come there and to their home and they would preach and they would teach and things like that. So, uh, um, he was pretty, uh, I mean, he was a part of, even though he wasn't one of the disciples, he was a very big part and, um, hung around them, right? There were 70 other disciples besides the 12. The 12 were the closest, and then he had 70, and then there was people on the outer skirts of that. And that's what I would think either um, John was one of those 70, or Mark was one of the 70, because he saw so much. He, 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 His gospel is very, it's not as detailed as Luke's, but it's it's got so much information and it just confirms everything that are in the other four. But um, what a lot of people don't know about uh, Mark, John Mark, (coughs) his cousin is Barnabas, right? And uh, this is the same John Mark that caused the big rift between Paul and Barnabas. You know, when they had the big split, they they left each other. Mark is the one that did that. Mm Mm-hmm. Lots of people don't know that, but uh, that's why it's super important to read your Bible. You'll see how they're all interconnected and things like that, or study it out. So Mark, um, he bailed on them. Nobody knows, but it wasn't a good enough reason to, to decide to, to not stay committed to, to what you had said you were going to do. All of a sudden, they go to Cyprus, and um, thought, the thoughts are that Cyprus wasn't, uh, they weren't converting. They had a low conversion rate. Um, in Cyprus, so, our I think it was Cyprus, though. Um, so he decided that he was going to bail on Barnabas and Paul. Paul did not, so when, when Mark wanted to come back and join the team, Paul was like, no, he's, he's not true to his word. He's not committed to the project. If things go bad, he doesn't want to s- stick it out. Now, you got to grind, man. In, in ministry, you grind. A lot of people don't want to grind. Um, when the going gets tough, they get going. They don't stick it out. Well, here's the thing. And this is where I think, and one of the reasons why I think Barnabas um, sided, sided with John Mark. And it's because they were family. Blood is thicker than water. You should never, and that's why Jesus said, you should never love son or, son or daughter more than me. Father or son more than me. We are at no no way, shape, or form to allow our families to take precedence over him. And Barnabas did to a certain extent because he was, he was on a mission. He had something that God, uh, you know, that he had a calling and he had a purpose and a plan. And what he did is he decided that he was going to side with his family over... Paul was right, 100%. He bailed on them. He shouldn't, you know, then, you know... I, In time, he was restored, but there's a time of uh, having to hold an account of your actions, having to evaluate. How many times did my parents, oh my gosh, the thing I hated the most when I was younger is my parents would say, go in your room and think about what you've done. Dear Lord's of mercy, they probably leave me in there for five or 10 minutes and I thought it was an hour to two. Listen, I am not the one. I love to talk too much. I love it. interaction too much. You put me in a room by myself. Not so much anymore because I love my autonomy time. But back in the day, you put me in a room by myself. Just put a fork in it and call me done. It's not happening. I, you, you, that was worse than a spanking. <laughs> worse than a spanking. And uh, so I think what Paul was basically saying is, John Mark, you need to go in your room, sit on your bed, and think about what you've done. There's consequences for your actions. And then once you re- understand the, the you know, cause and effect of things, so now that you understand oh, all of those things, then we can redeem you, we can restore you, and you can go back out on, on, the, on the missions with us. But you're never doing that again. We're not enabling bad behavior. So I do believe that's one of the main reasons why Barnabas allowed him to come back, and that was because they were family which makes sense. So that's my opinion. Totally my opinion. But um, Next question. Uh, let me. And this is a question I'm going to ask the people who are watching and even the girls and no boy. I was about to say girls and boys in this room, but the boy has left. I must have bored him to, to tears. <laughs> but you can't click me off. He can walk out of the, the room, but you're not allowed to shut me off unless i have again you're in a padded room <laughs> unless you're in a deep depression by what i've talked about but seriously let's let's look at this my mother was talking to me she's like the grocery stores this last weekend the grocery stores there's there are just so many people in them and i was like of course because it's easter she's like that makes no sense to me I'm like mom you don't have to be a christian to celebrate easter most people who do not believe are going shopping and they will have an Easter dinner. They will go to church with their family and they will celebrate Easter, even though their lives reflect nothing of it. It's a holiday that is celebrated, but it's empty because there's, there's nothing that goes with it. Um, it's like Christmas. Christmas is a Christian holiday. There are lots of people who celebrate that day. That absolutely, they don't celebrate it because of Santa and the gifts. They actually celebrate it because they know Jesus was born on that day. So to some degree, they are celebrating the Christian holiday. But they have nothing to do with him. But they'll make sure that they have a Christmas dinner. They'll make sure that they uh, go to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's the Easter is no different. You hope, you want people to come on those holidays so that maybe... Dr- jesus is drawing a in and maybe they'll make a decision but the odds are they won't you know what jesus did for you he paid a huge price god sent his son knew he was going to die for the forgiveness of all our sins he paid a huge price are you going to be like the roman soldier who acknowledges it but go further and say i acknowledge who you are and i acknowledge that i need you in my life because outside of everything else that you do in life it means nothing you can make Easter be the starting point of the best moments and the greatest time of your life and here's the thing there's been no greater a time and I don't think anyone in this room would deny what I'm saying to you there's never greater a time right now that everyone needs to be walking with the Lord because Things progressively are getting worse. Now, how long that will be, no one knows. But because of that, the normal that we used to experience is no longer. Um, There is an agenda, and we can dig our heads in the sand and hope that it goes away and everything goes back to normal. But I can promise you that agenda, unless we restrain it, unless we fight against it, it will be propelled and it will come quick and it's up to us it's up to the ones of us that are saved and we need more people saved not only um so that we have more for to go along with the restraining but listen you don't want to spend eternity in hell and when things get tough you want to know that you have the lord by your side psalm 91 is not there just to be there with a a bunch of words on a page. Psalm 91 is there so that you know that you know that you know no matter where you're at and what you're walking through that nothing by any means will harm you. That's what it says. And long life will I give you. So with that being said, Easter on Sunday can be a whole new day. It'll look totally different to you. It won't just be a day that you go... I call them C&E Christians, Christmas and Easter Christians. You know, you're not really a Christian. Um, You just go on that day to to do your obligated duty to your mom or family members or friends. Or it's just a day that makes you feel good because you went to church on those days. And those days are important days. So you have to recognize them and acknowledge them. Do more than that recognize who he is like that Roman soldier did. Truly, he was the son of God. Jesus is the son of God, and every single person and every single one of us need him in our lives. Um, He will radically change you for the better and make your life far more than you ever dreamt possible. I am living proof of it. I sit here and pinch myself, and I think to myself, if I never would have gotten my life right, what would my life look like? It wasn't that great. I thought it was pretty good, but it wasn't that great. And now it is superior, superior to anything that I ever thought. I literally feel like I should pinch myself. I, I get to live a life of, of, of like a dream. And it's all because of the decision that I made when I was 25 years old and I got my life right with God and it has never been the same. So I ask you, is that you? And if it is, just say this prayer with me. And from this moment on, your life will be brand new. It'll be changed. You are a new creature, and Christ is what it says when you get your life right with him. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to rule and reign in my life. I ask you to help me to do do the opposite of the life that I was living. I repent of my sin. And I will live for you for the remainder of my days. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, please let us know. We want to know. We're going to stand with you. We're going to pray for you and get into a really, really good church. One that preaches the solid word of God, that is full gospel, um, believes in laying hands on the sick, and they shall recover, uh, believing in the, um, the gifts, uh, all the gifts, every single last one of them. If you don't know what those gifts are, write us. We can go into more detail with you. But don't go to some woke, weak church. Become a disciple so that you can make disciples. And we will see you next week. Amen. Real Talk. talk